live. Sorry for being an hour late. I actually was originally not even going to do a stream today because I woke up so late. I had a very late start because I had uh, three families over last night and just, you know, a house full of kids. There's 13 kids, two pregnant women, uh, you know, two fellow conspiracy theorists, three fellow conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and so we went into one room, talked about the banking industry, and then all the kids just played and played and played. And I look at the, at the clock and it's after 10 o'clock and we're still, we're still fired up. And uh, so I didn't get to sleep till like 1230, which is crazy for me. So I didn't wake up till like 830 today because I sleep eight hours a night. And, uh, and so I'm like, oh, no, because usually I, I get up, you know, 630. Uh, do the chickens, do the ducks, do the dogs, uh, milk the goats, uh, have a workout, and then I go to the post office. And usually that's all by like nine. <clears throat> so I didn't, I woke up at 830, so I just am like, God, I didn't know, no stream today, fuck. And then I got everything done relatively quickly, which is cool because the snows have stopped here. So having to shovel out feeders and shovel out pa uh, paths and everything, I, uh, I figured it out. And I wanted to do a stream. I, I don't like missing work. I consider this work even though I enjoy it. I don't think you should view work as something you don't necessarily enjoy. I love my job, but it's a job. And um, uh, I, uh, I, I like attending. I don't, it, every time I've had a, another, any type of job, I never miss work. And so, uh, you know, unless something, unless I'm really sick or something. So I just wanted to make sure I showed up. And, uh, and I normally, because I had such a long evening with my friends, you know, they came over at like three, all these families. And uh, we did like cookie decorating with the kids and then dinner and, you know, all the way to like 11 at night. <clears throat> I didn't really think about what I was going to do for the stream today. And then it all just kind of, um, it all just kind of fit together. You know, I, I just started thinking about what me and the guys were talking about last night. And uh, it has to do with banking. It has to do with what the actual, what the actual thing that matters for all of history. Like what causes the boom and bust? What causes all these uh, small farms to go out of business? What is a dollar? What is a promissory note? What is all this stuff? And it's... Uh, some really interesting stuff. So I want to show you guys some uh, distractions and how much they don't matter and how much the show is just to keep you distracted, in my opinion. Okay, so here is uh, just the level of pure, absolute nonsense that is the discourse today. And why is this happening? Is everyone just going insane? Is it 5G? Is it vaccines? What is it? Is it uh, the, you know, what group is causing this? It's, uh, the federal reserve has issued statements like, you know, 80 years ago, even before late 1800s bankers would say that they know they've succeeded when every single thought in the population's mind is basically retarded, like just nonsense. <clears throat> and, um, and because the one thing that no one's ever allowed to talk about in any of these public dramas 
is the nature of the currency itself. So because we're talking about farming, I'll get into Elon Musk. We're talking about farming and how it can be very hard farming because you don't know what the price of grain is going to be. And one of my friend's dad, dads that was over last night was a dairy farmer. And, uh, and you know, his dad would have a lot of problems because the price of grain would fluctuate wildly. And so he figured out how to get the most bang for his buck out of the grain with the highest fat content, most cream, all this stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, and my other friend who's like really, really into the financial system, like he, I call him my, uh, my autist. He's like, the price of grain in America was completely stable for 150 years. You know, 150 years. I'm sorry if my eyes are red. It's, I slept with my contacts in last night, so my eyes are a little, a little jacked. Um, so for 150 years, there was no change in prices of anything because everything was backed by gold. One ounce was one dollar, uh, one ounce of silver was one dollar, and one ounce of gold was twenty dollars, and that was it. There was no changing. And so over time, with more efficiency, things actually would get cheaper, and people could get more productive and get more wealth. Uh, too many fizzies? No, it's not. I literally slept with my uh, my contacts, and I did have one. My wife did make one um, warm apple cider with a little whiskey in it, and I had one of those, and it affected me greatly. Like I have absolutely no alcohol tolerance at all anymore, because um, you know when in Rome, as they say. So we had this big dinner, and Amy makes because uh, Amy's grandfather sent us like this bottle of some exotic whiskey, even though we're not a drinking family, but it was nice. And so we had this like homemade apple cider and it was warm and Amy put a little whiskey in it. And I was, I was literally like, baby, it's cold outside. I have, I have the tolerance of like a Mormon girl who just went to college. Like I had less than one drink and I was like, oh baby. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Like, I was just so warm. I was like, baby, it's cold outside. All right. That's like 33 White Claws. Yeah, it's a lot of White Claws. All right. So what the hell was I just talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, The Fed. So then when the Federal Reserve came to power, and it is power because it's the actual uh, power structure of America. All of it is based around the banking system. Politics don't matter. Entertainment doesn't matter. None of it matters at all. It's all a distraction from what does matter. And I'm not theorizing, postulating, encouraging uh, anyone do anything about it because we can't. So, so the reason I'm explaining this isn't, um, isn't to uh, scare people or cause depression or fear porn or... But then, then what's the point of life? It's like explaining that winter comes and winter goes, right? It's like, what's the point of understanding the seasons? It's very obvious. It's because it's going to happen and you can prepare and live a good life with it. And life makes more sense when you understand what seasons are. Uh, Sinatra definitely smacked some chicks. Oh, he, killed, he definitely killed some chicks. Smacked. I can't make that claim. I don't know. I wasn't there. But he reeks of a guy that, if you talk back to him, if you got lippy, he puts you in the desert. 
All right, so imagine the horror of watching winter come and you don't know what winter is. Like no one's explained to you. For some, somehow you've lived a life to adulthood and you don't know what seasons are. And slowly everything dies and it's going cold and you're like, dear God, what have you done? Um, and then it just gets better, right? And then over time, people write that down and they explain to each other, hey man, they're, they're come, when the stars start doing this, when they're in this position, shit's going to get real wacky and dead. And then when this star comes back, things are about to start getting great again and all the bunnies start effing each other. It's very similar with banking. If you simply understand what it is and why you're surrounded by constant nonsense now, um, life is very enjoyable and livable because you don't have to change it. You're not going to change it. You're not going to change what the Federal Reserve is, what money is, why there's so much booms and busts, you know, why our, our, our monetary system just is like nuts. Um, the bunnies start race mixing. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so we're talking about that, about how for so long, the price of grain, the price of apples, the price of a wagon wheel or whatever, it didn't change. There wasn't inflation deflation because everything was based around metal and metal is very, very hard to get out of the ground. You know, you could have some booms and busts based on speculating and getting some gold or silver, but in general, there was very little movement of the monetary system. And so one of the arguments for the Federal Reserve is with this expanding wealth of America, with this expanding economy, there's not enough money to make it flow, you need more liquidity. So they just started printing it. So basically what a dollar is, what the dollar originally was, like, let's see if I can find a dollar. I can find a hundred dollar, twenty dollar, nice. So what this was, this $20 was a claim check for one ounce of gold. That's what this originally was. That was what we were sold. And so it's like a claim check for a coat. Like if you go to a uh, fancy restaurant and they go, can I take your coat? First you say, don't touch my coat, nigger. Right, that's what I always do. Even if they're not black, doesn't matter. They get the point. It's about their class. But no, once you get past the racial uh, screamings, you give them the coat and they give you a ticket. So what this was, I don't have any gold but I, uh, with me here, but I have some copper. Like so... So this was the money. Let's say this is an ounce of gold and you gave it to them for safekeeping and they gave, gave you one $20 piece of paper, okay? And then at any time, you could go into the bank, give them this 20 and they would give you your one ounce of gold. And so over the years, the big note, this is a contract, would change. Like right now, you can go into a pawn, uh, pawn store and, and look at, Bills from before 1913, before 1933, before 1871, and all these big years. And the contract on here changes. Like right now, this says the United States of America, which is a corporation, used to be the United States. And uh, it says $20. Federal Reserve note. In the past, it would, it would say like redeemable for one ounce of gold. But then they took that off. And then they added of America because that's a trademark, you know, looks like Epstein on the $20 bill. Yeah, should have put up an advisory warning for the Jays with all this gold talk. 
Well, yeah, but I, and then my friend is making a prediction that I find wildly interesting. So I want to talk about that. Um, and so they set up a system with the Federal Reserve and it, it, 1913 is when it all went down because America fought against this forever because they, America was founded to avoid this. That was the whole point. Before 1776, a lot of these forces were trying to make America like the city of London is. It's, it's an ancient thing. At least, you know, at least this system is like 500 years old, basically. And so those forces were attempting to subvert America and turn their uh, wealth into paper, you know, and their people into slaves. And that's what the Revolutionary War was about. It wasn't about America against England, like, oh, those damn Brits. It was a banking war, just like every war is a banking war. Every single war is about money. And so the bankers are slave owners. Like, the, you know, people are like, oh, Thomas Jefferson owned a slave. He impregnated a slave. I'm like, Elon Musk recently impregnated one of his slaves. You know, one of his employees, right? Isn't that what we just call slaves now? Anyway, so, so um, you know, it's like an employee, a slave. Like, what is slave? Without movies, without the programming, you don't even know what these words mean. The United States of America will pay to the bearer on demand $1 as it uh, is what it reads. Oh, cool. All right. But now you go into a bank and you're like, I'd like to get my, my ounce of gold back. And they don't even know what, they're like, K? K, no comprendo, amigo. Hablo espanol. No, no, there is no gold here. There's just computers. <laughs> Revolutionary War didn't cut the Hydra's head. Well, it's like, uh, so then over time, 1913 was a, um, and this is the thing, you can't really even blame the Jews because it didn't start as Jews. It was like British Presbyterians. J.P. Morgan wasn't Jewish. Winston Churchill, or I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Woodrow Wilson wasn't Jewish. His assistant, who was very involved, it was named House, Colonel House, not Jewish. These were like J.P. Morgan, the king of the Bank of America, is not was a Presbyterian. I know it's much simpler. Don't get me wrong. Nothing makes me happier than just saying the Jews, right? But it was J.P. Morgan was part of this whole takeover. And then you had um, Astor and all these guys, they all sank on the Titanic. Everybody that was uh, opposed to the Federal Reserve System sank on the Titanic. And when did they pass it? Christmas Eve. That's why I think one of the reasons they have Christmas and distractions is because it distracts people and that's when they steal their money. Like the gypsy, you know, the gypsy, which is basically what all this is. It's just big, big uh, gypsies for big boys. They throw the baby on the train tracks. They get everyone to look at the baby. Oh, someone get the baby. And then they go behind. They take all your money. You know, uh, they, like gypsies would, would throw a baby at you. And if you grab the baby, now your hands are tied. You're like, oh, a baby. And then they take all your money and run away. So it's all about distractions. So you get everybody uh, drinking hot toddies, thinking about uh, Kris Kringle and the spirit of giving. Meanwhile, Congress passed the Federal Reserve Act, which is uh, basically what that means is one cartel decides the rate of money. It decides how expensive money is. The rate of interest, they control all of it. And, uh, and that was a major shift because, you know, I was raised thinking that America was a free market capitalist system. 
Banks here don't even accept your cash. Imagine that. Hilarious. Well, I think we're at the end of end of the system, and I'll tell you what my friend's theory is and, and what I think and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, and everything's 6%. They're obsessed with sixes. Wherever you see sixes that are, like, forced, you're looking at Federal Reserve guys. What was the FTX crash a distraction for the Fed moving towards digital currency? Well, I mean, apparently, according to this guy, it was pure anti-Semitism. Fallen FTX founder SBF and his parents arrive at Bahamas court as his congressional testimony blames depression, claims he's a victim of anti-Semitism, of course, and that his failed crypto exchange is solvent and can cover the $1.8 billion loss. Uh, well, it turns out it was just pure and unbridled Jew hate, guys. Uh, but anyway, you know, now it is like people who call themselves Jews, but it used to be the British. Uh, used to, the British were the king dogs of this fiat system, this like Babylonian magic money. And uh, the sun never set on the British Empire. And then so that's why America's revolution and America's uh, claim of independence is so important. It's so important and it's so good. And that's why I highly recommend people not get so excited to overthrow governments and systems and all that. What America accomplished was unbelievable. And now I understand that uh, some people believe America is a dead corpse and the Constitution isn't, uh, doesn't work and no one looks at it and all that. Nah, kind of. Not really, though. It still, is, uh, it still is an entity. It still has that spirit of it. It's still legally uh, applicable. It's just every politician in every media outlet is all owned and, and run by one bank, the Federal Reserve. And so the Federal Reserve creates these storylines. This is why uh, something like the yay, the yay thing, and I think even Elon and all this stuff, it's not scripted the way I thought as a truther, but it's scripted in the sense that any nonsense they like. What I believe was scripted was Pearl Harbor, 9-11, uh, moon landing, COVID, you know, I think that there is a script that they do do scripts. Like I think some of these shootings, um, like they will run a script for sure, but it's very, it's a lot less common than people think what they like and what they encourage and what they fund is pure nonsense. And so the more organic the nonsense is, the more helpful that is to the federal reserve. Because the one thing that, uh, that, they don't want anyone ever looking at is the nature of money itself. And you'll never hear a single congressperson uh, ever, ever, ever bring this up with the exception of Ron Paul. But I think that that was scripted. I think Ron Paul was completely scripted because there was a growing awareness of what the Fed was, what the debasement of our currency is, how wealth was literally being extracted from inflation for the last hundred years. And they needed a champion to be the voice of that and then to get rid of him, you know, and that's what they do. My theory is it's a tiny group of people that say we can work with this or if they can't, they try to derail it. Yeah, well, they just like nonsense. Like if you look at Elon Musk, like this back and forth will just show you that there are no heroes in any of this shit. So Elon Musk says my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Now that may seem based and everyone's like, oh my God, that's so based. It's not. The pronoun distraction is complete bullshit. No one cares in reality. It props up people like Jordan Peterson to be this hero. I will not follow your pronoun. You're dealing with a group of mentally ill, gender dysphoria people, and then you prop up 
these male heroes like, oh no, the pronoun thing is stupid. The pronoun thing doesn't matter at all. No one fucking cares. And notice Elon Musk doesn't say anything about vaccines. He just says prosecute slash Fauci. For what? See, that's how these people work. That is a meaningless statement. Like that, he's not saying prosecute Fauci for vaccine mandates. He's not saying Fauci killed people with his vaccines and with AZT, with the scam called AIDS. No, he could easily say that what he means by that is prosecute Fauci for his mishandling of COVID and he should have brought out the vaccine sooner. You have no idea. And so then a fake astronaut comes in and bear in mind, Elon Musk has faked all his space stuff. All of it's fake, okay? He's run currency scams like uh, Dogecoin, uh, his stupid electric car company. He's the highest profiteer on the global warming scam with uh, carbon credits. He's a total scumbag. Total scumbag. So, and he's being, uh, and and this is seen as heroic amongst the right wing. So, uh, a liar who claims to be an astronaut when there is no space, as they claim, says Elon Musk. Elon, please don't mock and promote hate towards all already marginalized and at risk of violence members of the LGBTQ plus community. Nonsense, 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 nonsense. You know, me two years ago, I'd be like, that plus means pedophilia. These people need to be stopped, blah, blah, blah. They just want bullshit. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives. And then Elon says, I strongly disagree. Forcing your pronouns upon others when they didn't ask and implicitly ostracizing those who don't is neither good nor kind to anyone. Who cares? Okay, like the future generations, their money just keeps being uh, debased until they have no wealth of their nation. What, like looking back in 50 years, are people going to go, man, that was such a hill to die on, that, that pronoun bullshit. As far as Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded game of function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my opinion. He lied to Congress, funded gain of function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my opinion. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Okay, hey, hey boys, how about the fact no one ever went to the moon? Okay, I know the shape of the earth is a problem for a lot of people, and I get that. I was talking to one of my buddies last night. He used to live at 9,000 feet, and I know this is going to spawn a slave-type reaction where people go, oh, you're so fucking stupid. He lived at 9,000 feet, and he had up, and he's like, you know, genius IQ, genius guy. He used to be in the, uh, in the financial world. You know, he was in that, uh, that world, and that's why he's so aware of it, and he saw the reality of it. Now he lives in North Idaho and hangs out with me and his wife also like super smart, you know, just these based people. And they lived at 9,000 feet at the, at the, at the foot of the Rockies. So they could see Kansas. They could see 180 miles uh, on clear days. Like you could, you could look on maps. And so uh, he had one of his uh, friends up there, like some, you know, like MIT professor, one of these like smart guys, and he's like the, like a guy that's really into math. And he says, look at those windmills. He goes, look at where they are on Google Maps. You can look it right up. It's 100 and something miles away. He goes, uh, how is that possible if there's a curve? And they did all the math. And the guy, he said the reaction was so funny. He's like, 
because at that distance, you should be able to see absolutely nothing there. You wouldn't be able to say, see the biggest, um, the biggest building in the world, like not even close. It's all bullshit. And he just kept looking out the window and the guy's like, and he's doing the math. <laughs> and you know, these are like very intelligent people. And he just keeps being like, but I, but when I was a child, and he, he starts referencing emotional stuff. He's like, but I, when I was a child, my father taught me about the globe. You know, and my father didn't lie. Like he started going like uh, going back into his childhood. And but he couldn't get away from the math. Like there is math to it. You can literally calculate that there's no curve. And the dude was like had this weird night where he was just staring at stuff and you know, mumbling about his father. And then the next day and then weeks after, he was right back to like it never happened. Because he couldn't, he couldn't go through the looking glass. Like he couldn't. And I know that there's a lot of people that can't do that. And that's, I'm fine with it. I just would appreciate it if you didn't rant on my comment sections because I've heard all your bullshit. You know, I don't believe you've internalized what I'm saying. It's emotional. It's an emotional connection to that. This is an emotional connection. This is complete bullshit. Okay? Money isn't what they say it is at all. The earth isn't what they say it is at all. And they want you to constantly be in a state of nonsense and spinning and uh, feeling small and broken. And it's just totally... Because, like, someone will go, you know, I was I was um, talking about flat earth to somebody and, and they were like... Uh, they, no, they proved it thousands of years ago. The Greeks proved it thousands of years ago. Everyone's known for thousands of years. And I'm like, really? So it was like well-known for thousands of years. That's like the mainstream thing, that some, some guy took these um, obelisks in Alexandria or something and, and calculated that this shadow at noon, like just total bullshit. And I'm like, uh, I'm skeptical of flat earth. Yeah, you can totally be skeptical of flat earth. I'm not... Technically, I'm not a flat earther because I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know what we're standing on or where we are. And that ability to not know scares people. And so I understand why people are globers. And that's fine. I, like as far as things to disagree upon, I don't even think it's a big deal. A lot of people want to feel like they know all the lands and they're safe. It's like a defense mechanism, I think, from feeling unsafe. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But... um. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine that's very intelligent, but I think he's like a gamma and he's a longtime friend of mine. He's a mid, he's like a high midwit, but he's making a lot of improvements in his life. Really smart, but gamma, you know, and, and we got to the bottom of it that a lot of people are gammas. Like they always want to be in control, even when no one else wants them to be in control because they were surrounded by incompetent men as children. You know, they, they, the men that they grew up with were so incompetent that they felt they always had to do it themselves, even if they can't do it well. And it has to do with control. Like, the, like this whole banking thing, <clears throat> if you look at the governors of the Federal Reserve, a lot of them are like obese whale monster people. Like they don't look like they're having a good time. They look like people that were traumatized and abused as kids and now they want to control the world so no one hurts them again. And that's why in these families, they do ritual abuse on children when they're young. That's why 
And see, the, the thing is, is uh, uh, they would rather have everyone dead than not under control. You know, it's like death is the ultimate control. Like if everyone's dead, no, no one can hurt you. And so that's why this becomes a bit of a death cult. That's why trauma makes the clown world spin. And it's all related, you know, and I don't know where we, where we are. So don't think I'm making a claim about where we are. It's just you can easily prove that there is no curve of the earth or a spin of the earth. Okay. Now, could we be on a, a ball that's a million miles around so there's no possible, you can't register a curve? Sure, maybe. There's also no proof of gravity. Um, I just got a text from my, but yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is the way they describe it, it is not. The nuclear bomb, the way they describe it is not true. COVID, the way they describe it is not true. Money, the way it's described to us, the free market is not true. Now, what it is, I'm not in a position to say what we're standing on. But it's very, very clear that there is, it's not a spinning ball at the dimensions that they claim. BB, they had sticks and rocks and chisel technology in the year 500 BC. Why, why would your P1000 be relevant? Well, well no. Oh, I, I didn't even finish the story. So they're like, oh, yeah. So thousands of years ago, um, they already proved that the earth is round. I'm like, okay, so what's the story of Christopher Columbus? And they're like, well, Christopher Columbus um, was the first guy to think that we weren't on a flat plane. And because of that, he tried to sail around the world. And everyone thought he'd fall off. I'm like, huh. What year was that? They're like, 1492, Columbus out of the ocean. I'm like, I thought you just said they've known for thousands of years that we're on a spinning ball. And then they're like, eh, uh, no, but the Greeks, and they didn't get to England or Spain. Or, eh, uh. I'm like, okay, so you're, now you're, you're telling me that the two mainstream stories are, we've known that the earth is a ball for thousands of years because everyone was so fucking smart. But yet... Christopher Columbus, who happened to discover America the year that the Jews were kicked out of Spain, um, who probably didn't exist, in my opinion, because America, the goddess of America was Colombia. I, I feel like they're just naming people at this point. But the mainstream story is that everyone thought the world was flat, except for this brave, smart man who was going to go all the way around the world to find a trade route to India. That's why he called them Indians. And it's stuck for 500 years for no fucking reason. Right? Okay, so um, that's... You can't think both of those things. I don't know what I... Oh, yeah, so that's... Get back to the banking system. So, so the reason you can't have stability in small farming or st uh, stability like they're in the housing market or how much is a house going to cost and up and down and all this is the banking system. Ever since 1913, when they put forth the Federal Reserve Act, it started very small and they backed the money by gold. It didn't start fluctuating until the 20s. And that's when you started seeing, by the end, there was a Great Depression, there was a Dust Bowl, there was problems in farming. Because this mild instability that started coming in was enough to really damage a lot of productivity in America. And then it just kept going. And then, you know, yeah, well, you, well, you had the World War was how they consolidated assets from 14 to 18. The Lusitania was such a fucking bullshit false flag. You know, if you look at the shell of the Lusitania, there was a massive explosion from inside the boat. And so then you have World War One, you know, World War Two. Uh, 
you know, the, the Great Depression before World War II, you have Korea, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, uh, every, you know, and ever since it's just been constant boom and bust, boom and bust, war, pestilence, famine, war, pestilence, famine, boom and bust. It's all financial. And people go, oh, how dare you? No, there was so many wars. The wars were not as brutal back in the day. They were very small compared to what they're like now. And most people died from famine and uh, disease from bad water. BB, will you take a cabinet position from Ye's? I, I'm not leaving North Idaho. So if I could do something from Zoom, maybe. But, you know, I don't. I, the ice wall is the circle around the center. Then there's another side and we are stuck on one. See, that's what gets people anxious is because we don't know. We don't know if we're stuck in this firmament bubble. We don't know if um, if there's lands over there, if that's the end of consciousness, or is there many, many circles that you can live in? Or it, There is so many possibilities that create, your creativity can go on and on. And that's one reason why I am sympathetic to people that... Um, can't see that, that they have to see a spinning ball because the thing about the spinning ball is it is complete. On a ball, there is no mystery. There's nowhere else. There's nobody that can hurt me. You know, it's like, it's like there's nowhere to explore. Everywhere has been explored. There's nowhere to go. We know exactly where we are and we're an infinite vacuum of uh, a giant blanket of space between us and the nearest star that is not possible to ever go to. So this is it. And you know, that's it. And we're all just dirt and dust and descended from retarded monkeys because that is comfortable to people that have experienced a lot of trauma. In my opinion, I think there might be bubbles, other plants or plant. Yeah. Cause planes planet, a planet is a small plane phonetically, but I don't know. I'm not, I think that a lot of truthers right now are getting really high on their own supply. And I've been guilty of this in the past where you just make a claim um, without, there's no way we can know there's, I mean, you can have instincts and you can say maybe, or allegedly, or could it be, or my theory. And that's cool because you can maybe tap into some etheric thing or some consciousness and get some truth out of it, but we don't know. So anyway, uh, this is like this, this is, it's all just bullshit. Christopher Nolan says he recreated the first nuclear weapon detonation without the use of CGI for Oppenheimer. So how'd you do that then? If uh, Isn't there uh, radiation fallout? Like, so you can make a mushroom cloud without a nuclear bomb? So then you realize that nuclear fallout in the nuclear winter is a lie. It's obviously a lie. You can prove it's a lie. There's no fallout whatsoever in Nagasaki, Hiroshima, uh, Nevada, where they did all the testing, the Bikini Atoll. It's all bullshit. Can you make a big bomb? Yes. Is there radiation fallout that poisons the rivers and lakes for a billion years? No. Okay, and so why do this? Why just keep making all this nonsense? So you have two fake spacemen arguing about pronouns and the world is like, they can't believe the truth being revealed. This is all bullshit. This is all, and it's intentional bullshit. Like, this is a funny meme, but who cares? Dave Chappelle, when the crowd started booing Elon, and it's the uh, the House N holding Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, see, this is why we're at the end of the rope now. This is why I think they are going to do this reset. My friend had a really interesting theory as to the reset. 
is uh is because we don't even we can't even understand the bullshit anymore. I don't know, like let's say a crowd of Dave Chappelle fans boo Elon Musk. So why? Is it because they kicked off Kanye? Is it because he's kicking off people? He's a fraud? Is it because of the moon landing fake? Is it because he's appearing right wing and they they want him to let the the pedo Jews run the board still? Is it because he fired all these people? Is it no, I don't even know what this means. Like, I don't know why a crowd would boo Elon Musk. There's like a thousand ways, reasons to boo him or not boo him. Why is Dave Chappelle with Elon? Like, it's just all total bullshit. Maybe they were told to boo. It, dude, it, no, there's no man in black, Chinky Bear, walking around the crowd going, according to our script, you have to boo. It, it's organic. It's actually happening. But it's like, it's the results of just piles and piles and piles of bullshit. Because at any point since 1913, the Congress could rescind the Federal Reserve Act and stop this economic uh, hell that everyone's living in. But it doesn't matter. I mean, you can still understand the Fed and how money works and have a great life. Like, you don't need to end it. You don't need to. There's no way to audit it. Saying audit the Fed or end the Fed, you don't even understand what money is at this point. What would happen to the economy? It's almost like Darth Vader taking off his machine. He's so machine at this point, it would kill the man. You know, the host is so tied in with the parasite now that, uh, you know, you just have to see what the next round is going to be. And my friend had this interesting idea because, you know, I hear these economists always saying now that, uh, you know, nothing will ever be gold back again. That's all done. They're just going to bring in a, a central bank digital currency, they'll program the dollar, blah, 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 blah. Eh, they got to sell it to you. And I know that you could make the argument that they'll sell it to you with starvation. Starving people will do whatever they're told, blah, blah, blah. Historically, no. Historically, they will for a little while, and then they'll rebel and kill everyone. They want to sell you something that makes you think it's going to be good. So what we think might be coming, and I don't know, I'm not giving you financial advice, um, I have no idea. This is, there's so many layers of bullshit now that you can see that in the stock market. You can see that no one knows shit. Everything's just like, it's just like a mess. But, you know, America has trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of debt. Like money is debt. It's a promissory note where there's nothing to claim. The claim check. So this is a, this is a note to get a coat from a fancy restaurant. I started talking about this earlier. Let me finish the thought. If, if everyone went back and gave the note to get back the, the, the jacket, they're, they're, they've issued a million claim checks for each coat. There is no coats. And so could we live in a world where it becomes mythology that one day I heard that we could actually have our coat back, that people just start exchanging coat claims like coat tickets but even though there's no more coats and everyone's just has no coats, I don't know. But I think that if you're going to want to sell people on a new currency, because um, uneducated economists let me know. Yeah, he doesn't know either. I mean, no one knows. He's got great insights about uh, the Fed and, you know, working at a lumber supply place and what he sees and how these are cycles and boom and bust and all that. But we don't really know. 
You've broken so many spells that it all seems broken, all world chaos. Yeah, but life, the, but reality isn't broken when you break the spells. The reason I get all this mail and the reason I get love and the reason that I can do this for a living is because, yeah, when I break these spells, the world looks stupid and broken and crazy, but your family doesn't, your friends don't, the sun and the moon doesn't, your food doesn't. You start reconnecting to that which is real and is completely unaffected by these psychopaths by these scared, obese, controlling, traumatized psychopaths. And so th the way that these things work is it's all about nonsense. It's all about like, fill, fill the slave's head with everything that doesn't matter at all until they're just arguing about pronouns with two fake spacemen and there is no space and we're not even on a spinning ball. Grow, build, live. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't even get fired up about people that believe in a globe or anything like that. It doesn't matter. There's no, it's not like, oh, you have to see the truth of the flat earth or else you're, you're, you're mentally broken. I don't feel that way at all. I think the truth about the money system is way more profound. And it's pretty boring to most people, I think. I think this stream probably won't be one of my more popular ones. Because it's probably a little boring. Okay, want to know what it's like when you when you wake up to a lot of the spells? Is um, I, my family and I recently watched the Nutcracker performance from all these uh, kids and and uh, some adults, some teens, really talented people. Because my kids are all in um in, in strings, they all play violin, and so the the ballet people came in and they were playing the music, and it was this like festive night at the theater downtown, and it was packed and. It was really beautiful. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, without the music, this is pure insanity. Like if you take away the music of the Nutcracker and you're just watching what they're doing on stage and then you add in that there's a bunch of people watching them do it. It's totally nuts, right? And this is like, that's the way a lot of people that are falsely labeled schizophrenic or conspiracy theorists or all this stuff are mentally ill or you know, paranoid. That's how they, they view the world. Like I'm watching the Nutcracker, but I'm not, I don't, the music is not affecting me. And, uh, cause I wrote that to yay yesterday and he really related to it. Um, I'll just read it to you. It's about being a savant. I think the word savant is actually pretty dead on. Because he was, he was asking me to help him write something yesterday and he was just zipping back and forth, like really folk, like really, uh, like high level shit. I'm not going to get into any details, but he included me in his working out of an idea and it was very impressive, you know? And so I wrote, uh, what did I say? I wrote, autistic people are notoriously hard to brainwash or savant. Savant's a different uh, thing. I think the touch of the tism allowed you to survive Hollywood. It's not bipolar. You're a savant. Watching you work on this thing is very savant-like. Ultra focus on abstract creative things, but unable to focus on things most people consider basic and mundane. Savants get attacked because they're highly resistant to social shame and propaganda. It is actually a superpower. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, 
The savant watches the nutcracker and and sees it for what it is. Gay's latest telegram post sounds just like you be well. Um, I'm not controlling the. I, I, I hopefully I have a positive influence on him, but he has all his own thought. I mean, guys, he's operating at a level I wasn't keeping up with when he was going back and forth with these ideas, and I'm like, oh, that's what you are. You're not bipolar because I've never seen him depressed. I'm like, bipolar is manic depression, where you're like, zing, 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 bang, zing, 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 bang, right? And that's not him. He's a savant. He's more like Rain Man than he is, uh, BB, I just got something pretty funny. Oh, yeah, email it. And, uh, and so those people are outcasts. They're, they're usually seen as brilliant in a lot of ways, like Beethoven or a lot of these people. Uh, I have a, a touch of it, I think. But uh, but they're they're very jarring to people that just want to watch the Nutcracker. And just imagine watching the Nutcracker without music, and it's just like people pretending to be toys, and you know, running around being chased by a rat queen, and you're like, this is fucking totally insane. And you're right, like it is nuts. Like the plot of the Nutcracker is like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And then. To see like, and it was beautiful. What they did was great. But the music is so key to the whole thing. It's the music that is the order that allows the nonsense to take place. And don't get me wrong. Ballet dancing is awesome and so much skill. But without music, we're just a room full of people staring at people pretending to be toys and jumping outrageously in the air and then pretending that a rat is chasing them. You know, and and so... A lot of people that are labeled autistic or savant or, uh, you know, they're very hard to deal with. You know, they always say like uh, geniuses are hard to deal with. They're like someone's a, uh, like some of these female singers are, uh, what they call Mariah Carey? They called her like a, a something. It's because some people don't live in the same realm of social shame and propaganda. The sugar plum fairy is not, yeah, like ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 Like that's what you're watching. If without that song, it's so weird. Oh, a diva. Yeah. Because, yeah, some people are just like, I don't know. I, you guys get what I'm saying. No, God, don't take you to the casino. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's taking you to the casino. Um, yeah, like, uh, I, I, I introduced yay to, uh, to, uh, what's his name? Bobby Fisher. I go, the thing about savants and autists and people like this, they do a lot of times get obsessed with Zionism because it's so, it's such bullshit and everyone's on board and they don't know why Bobby Fisher was a Jewish man who was the best chess player in the world. And spend the last 10 years of his life pretty much only talking about how fucked up Zionism was. Um, that's kind of how Ye explained marathons. Looks kind of crazy is it's just one person doing it. But if you add a bunch of people, it's a marathon. Right, right. It's like if you watch the Nutcracker without the music, you're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And then everybody just, and then you think about what clapping is. Like people are just, 
Like I, I've, I've done a lot of comedy on this idea. Like the first guy to ever drink goat milk. Like we just think like, oh, that, that makes total sense. Like imagine the first guy that sees a calf, a kid sucking on a goat tit and he like gets rid of the calf and he's like, and, I, and he's like, don't fucking judge me. I'm a genius. And everybody's like, oh, Jesus, Gary's fucking sucking on a goat's tit. And then they slowly realize that they can use a pail. <laughs> but if you think about it, it's so fucking nuts. Like the first guy to start drinking goat milk was definitely called totally insane. Um, I listened to Ye's interview he posted on Telegram. Ye's definite autistic agreement. Yeah, but those are the guys that that do change stuff. Many people died eating and drinking weird shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, so, so the guy that, like, he was definitely exiled from his community. Like, the first guy that drank goat milk uh, was just like, or clapping. Who's the first guy to clap? Like, someone did something really good, and he's like, man, I'm just so fucking appreciative. Like, what the fuck was that? And so people will front run this. So the first guy sucking a goat's tit. Because you know they didn't have pails. Like, if you, you make a pail to get the milk. So you obviously want the milk first. So you're going to squirt it right in your mouth. It's the second guy. Yeah, God, is that the bit I did? The second guy is like, I don't think that dude's crazy. I'm going to try it too. And, th- and everyone's like, dude, oh, he's got to get kicked off Twitter. We got to cancel him. The second guy, oh man, crazy Gary's having an effect. And he's like, dude, he maybe he's not so crazy after all. <laughs> and then and then everyone kicked that guy's even more ostracized because crazy Gary, you know, they're like, yeah, he's fucking crazy. He was sucking on a goat's tit. It was the first normal guy to be like, I want in on that. And everyone's like, Bob, you're you're normal. Like, well, you're not as crazy as crazy Gary. And he's like, I mean, it just makes sense. Like, I like milk. They can produce milk. We don't have to put our mouth on the tit. All right. I was just over here crushing. Yeah, imagine if someone's crushing. Like, clapping is easily more crazy than not clapping and just smiling. Like, imagine if you're playing something very different. Like, you're like... And you're doing something really impressive and then you're done and it's just silent and you just see everyone looking at you like, like that's like very nice. But instead it's like, it's like, oh Jesus, you know, it's like people are just making noise and yelling and clapping their hands like fucking seals. Like the first guy to clap was definitely kicked out of the theater. Like the first guy to clap, everyone's like. Dude, why are you making noise? This is very hard. And he's like, because I want to show my appreciation. And I'm just so filled with joy and gratitude, my hands just started beating. I was, I started high-fiving myself. Like clapping was just the first guy was high-fiving himself. He was like, man, I'm really crushing today. Is there no one around? Okay, I'll high-five myself. And then everyone's like, dude, if you high-five yourself, you can show others that you're grateful for their performance. <clears throat> yeah, he's actually really funny. BB, his influence, his rhetoric, God is good. 
I'm not taking credit for anything anymore. I'm done with credit. I don't, I, I appreciate it though, but I don't, I don't take credit. I'm just crushing. Uh, it feels good to know I'm not the only one with these random thoughts. Yeah, I actually have an interesting point on clapping. Long story short, it, I was at one of those hippie woo-woo musical things and the guy made a point for us not to clap at the end because it breaks the energy of the reverb. It took a couple songs for people to follow directions, but it made clapping seem bad at the end. Yeah, clapping definitely is like, don't get me wrong. As a performer, I always loved applause breaks. It feels really good. When you tell a joke and people are just so overwhelmed with gratitude that they just start clapping. But if you think about it, it's not necessary at all. <laughs> you know, I always want to clap after the choir sings in church, but no one does. Um, that'd be funny if you clap after every everything the priest says. I guess they do that now, like Joel Olstein, those guys. All right, let me check out what Kyneton sent me. Kyneton, will you hit me with the Super Chats in case we have any? I guess no one gives a fuck anymore, but... Okay, this is called Clown World Roasting Itself. This was sent to me by the once great Coddington. Let's see this piece of shit video. You know what, guys? This isn't fair. I can't call Joe any slurs, and he gets to slur his way through this entire battle. <laughs> My speech is more clear than your gender. <laughs> Providence quit smoking pot because she would frequently forget what gender she was. <laughs> the only person who has ever fucked Joe is God. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Some say Robin belongs in the men's room. Some say the women's room. I just want her to stop crying in the handicap stall. <laughs> when I was 10 years old, the state took me away from my mother. I haven't seen her in 21 years. So, like Robin, both our mothers want their sons back. That was sad. Jesus. Because the reason I don't like it, no offense, Carrington, I know you're trying hard, is because they're saying she and Robin. Like, you can pretend you're roasting all you want. You're still capitulating to uh, someone else's insane fantasy. Um, that was a guy in a wig. Uh, you know? Like, I don't... Like, people are like, oh, man, everyone's waking up. They're not. They're, di they're like, dying. Those, that was, like, really fucking disturbing. But I get why Kyneton liked it. He's in a very fucked up world mentally. Kyneton, do we have any super chats? Oh, Anchor Bear made this. This is awesome. People of my land, I would like to tell you a cautionary tale that involves a thief in a bike. Owen Benjamin, no one is having more fun than us. I thought that was awesome. Uh, is there any super chats? Kyneton? I guess so no one cares anymore. Where's the joke? It's not a joke. It's just... Watching two mentally fucked up people, uh, you know, just be like, I like high, high level, not high level, but I like uh, humor that elevates. I don't like humor that makes you think like, good God, what kind of world are my children going to live in? You know, bunch of fucking disgusting monsters. I, Robin, 
it's not Robin. That's a dude. It's a fucking guy. Someone molested that fucking guy. And nobody wants to... Want to know one of the reasons I think they're pushing this trans-normalization shit? Whoever is molesting these kids doesn't want to get caught. Someone fucked that little... I mean, I'm not going to make a claim I can't prove, but... I would bet that somebody molested or really assaulted that, that boy. And that's why he identifies as being a girl. And imagine if you are the predator. You're like, yeah, no. You, you, like, like this guy, I guarantee, is a pedo. Scott Kelly. Oh, don't mock or marginalize. They're already at risk, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, Scott Kelly, do you have, do you have any theories as to why they think they're girls? Huh. Any theories at all? Any way it possibly could have been trauma related? But they don't want Shylock Holmes on the case, do they? No, they don't want Shylock Holmes on the case. Because Shylock Holmes would be like, well, it turns out we're perpetuating their delusion. And the guys that are doing that are because no one wants to ask, ask why are they so fucked up? Why do they think they're girls? Uh... Nice. A nice uh, Christmas card. I, I just like to keep people's privacy so I won't read your last names. I got a few return Christmas cards today. I got one from Toronto. Toronto Jewberry, did you move? I got, I got a, I don't know whose family it was, but I got a, a return from Toronto. Toronto Jewberry did not move. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Okay. Did you get your card, Toronto Jew Bear? I have been having issues with international uh, card delivery. I know Denmark Bear is at the one super chat from Odyssey about that everyone bit and a handful of entropies. Yeah, hit me with the entropies, Kyneton. What shirt is this? This says, Sodomy stinks. Don't be gay. That's one of those shirts that I love, but it's really... It's hard to think of the scenario in which I'd wear it. Because I'm trying to come up with another uh, another uh, T-shirt. I haven't done a, a, like any merch in so long. And I'm really thinking, like, it's so cropped, that top. I mean, I love that shirt, whoever said I'm going to read the letter right now. But I, I can't see myself wearing that. I thought Pumpy the Bear was going to be the one we all wore to make fun of sodomy. But... That was one of our least sold shirts. It said, uh, only you can prevent sodomy. And it's just Pumpy the Bear. Uh, that's great. But like people were scared to wear D Pumpy. And I was doing Pumpy the Bear stickers. I put them all over Portland. I put them on every stop sign. Where it's like, stop sodomy. Only you can prevent it. Listen to Pumpy the Bear. Lusky Bear, a mate of mine, loved Elon, the electric microwave car, etc. They now hate him because of Twitter. It's hilarious. No grounding. The best place for psychos to manipulate people. Friendly Bear, BB, paying future gay away, you'll understand. Can you see Elon's satellite parade in Idaho? Yes. It's creepy and invasive when I saw it in the Kootenays north of the border. Space horror film level creepy. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to say, Kyneton, make sure to remind me about the prediction my friend had for bringing in a new currency. Man, today, um, I might need a nap. I, uh, I've been a little all over the place. I feel like it's a decent stream, but I'm not finishing all my thoughts. And, and I just want you to know that I realize that. And I want you to know I care. 
Uh, last Christmas song parody sung by On Christmas, we started the fad, and the very next day, you all became slaves. Yeah, this year, to keep you in fear, we're going to do 9-11. That's exactly it, Matt. The uh, Last Christmas, I'm going to read that again. Uh, on Christmas, we started the fad, and the very next day, you all became slaves. This year, to keep you in fear, we're going to do 9-11. It's so fucking true, man. Just keep everyone thinking about nonsense all the time and engaging in sin. And then no one says, huh, how come every year there's a boom and bust cycle and our money keeps getting less valuable? Like right now we are in a uh, deflationary phase in certain ways, but it will just keep going down in value. We could spiral out of control deflationarily, but since the federal government, uh, the federal government won't do that. It's like the biggest owner of the debt. And so I, I don't see it, falling into deflation because then the government wouldn't function. They couldn't pay for themselves. But, you know, and they're, because that's a possibility, but it's probably going to be more inflationary. And my friend has a really good theory. JBB was watching some YouTube and found out there's a company called the Human Meat Project where you can donate people's bodies and organs for human consumption to help fight world starvation. Oh yeah, it's always to save the world, isn't it? Overpopulation and climate change. The new soil and green at its finest. Side note, that movie was depicted in the year 2022. Oh, yeah. Well, people have been eating a form of people for a very long time with some of these uh, some of these corporate food products. Lewski Bear, I sent a Christmas card, but we are in the middle of a postal strike over here, so expected uh, in February. It's got a small shekel of silver in there, so could easily be robbed. By some slave postie too. No, I find them to be quite honest, Lusky Bear. Let's not undercut. Let's not undercut the trust we have with the post office. I've been delivered some really valuable shit. I've never once had anything stolen. I would possibly have something stolen from you though, Lusky Bear. Merry Christmas, everyone. You too. Currently wasting away in jury duty, but enough time to say that Jonah Bear is a gay. Trapped in a lesbian's body, driving a Korean-made piece of sh junk. Thank you, sleep-deprived bear. Shady says, hey, BB, thank you for sharing what's in your heart to me and the world for the past eight years. I've watched your family grow one son at a time, way before the White Claws and the mustache days. I'm the one who says Jesus was born in Lebanon and resides in the Kadisha Valley. I have an important message for Ye to share. Jews killed Tupac but used his guard. Thank you. It was very good information. Maybe that's why he doesn't have any guards. Headstrong Bear. Autism is bullshit. The Jews just took white people's personalities and called it a disease. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. What a funny bunch of bastards. Last night when I was hanging with all my conspiracy buddies, like every now and then during our talk, we'd all be like, but it's really impressive what they pulled off. They did. They cis and autism is almost like making being a normal white person bad. <laughs> they took normal white people's personalities and called it a disease. <laughs> oh my God. Jordan says, hey BB, Savage Bear here. Glad everyone had a laugh at the bagel joke today. It was probably a sink, but in case you told it first, here's some Canadian play money for the sample. Wouldn't want to be a joke-thieving nig like Chappelle. It's called royalties, bitch. No, I would never accuse you of that for that, that concept. 
But thank you for the shekels. Unlike Dave Chappelle, who's yet to pay his gay away. And after he talked about having sex with a tranny, uh, I'm pretty sure he owes me millions of dollars. Chappelle doesn't owe me for the joke. Chappelle owes me because he's gay. All right? Coach Bear, this is for making me laugh out loud in a cafeteria at the USPS cafeteria with the black hair broom joke. Surrounded by bees working here and it took everything not to spit out my food. Please explore that joke more. Thank you, Coach. All right. Uh, I've shipped thousands of orders. USPS never had one lost. Yeah, no, they, they bat a thousand. And all the little Brits want to take away America's last stronghold, which is the post office. Started by Benjamin Franklin. When we rebelled against you limey fuckers, uh, you know, over 200 years ago. And it was the best decision we ever made. But now the British want to invade our fucking post office. Isn't that right, Ooski Bear? All right. Hello, Big Bear. It is with a heavy heart I write to tell you of the passing of an old friend. This yellow pad of paper. <laughs> you have written every letter on this thing. Maybe you're autistic or maybe you're just white. I've dragged this thing around with me from town to town, apartment to house to apartment to house since some time in the 90s. I'm not terribly sentimental or gravelly about stuff. I've stuffed fur coats into trash bags and dumped them off at goodwill, a decision I now regret. But I'll be damned if I couldn't let go of this pad of paper. It seemed terribly impractical to toss out perfectly good paper. If I knew what this pad of paper was going to do for me one day, perhaps that's why I've kept it so long. One day the paper would serve as a noble purpose. I would use it to work out things that were holding me back. I would use it to become a part of a community, despite my resistance. To reaching out to anyone. And the best part of all was getting a laugh out of the world's best comedian. I've had so much fun and joy and entertainment, entertainment writing to you. And I greatly appreciate that time you take to recognize your audience the way you do. It feels great to be included in something that does actually good. I'm, I'll write more soon. Sorry I've been slacking. I'm working on starting up a little something for my future. You definitely inspired me to be courageous and put myself out there. It's going well, and I'm really excited about going in a new direction, even if it does gobble up all my free time. In the meantime, a very Merry Christmas to you and your beautiful family. Thank you for the Christmas card. It's on my fridge, and I smile every time I look at it. Your children are a warm ray of sunshine in these cold, dark days. With that, rest in peace, yellow paper. Thanks for being a part of the best timeline ever. Love, Lost and Found Bear. Beautiful, Lost and Found Bear. Thank you very much. All right, this says, I just caught the stream after two weeks in the hospital. I thought sex trafficking. I fought sex trafficking. I am perhaps the Forrest Gump of rape on the shrimp boats. Uh, I stopped child whatever, but it would have been a stopped anyway. I love you. I want to open for you in Richmond or buy a ticket. I love you, Owen. I practice Christianity too. Love, Wat. Been working on Petco. My middle name is... I have no idea what any of that means, but you sound like a very nice young man. You don't need a guy in telling you to connect... A guy in a dress telling you to connect to God. Paul Week. Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya, and I want my dick back. Consciousness 
and I want my dick tip back. Oh, Jesus, I'm squirting again. Uh, 3.33 Rogan height. Dear Bard King, last week you made reference to a big Lebowski character who reminded you of Milo Yiannopoulos. I love the reference, but I'm afraid you meant to say Brant instead of Knox Hardington, the video artist, giggling. Brant was the groveling servant character played by the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. With love, Richard Drawing Bear. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Rockfin has a super chat for me. I guess the world hasn't totally went to shit. Rockfin says, tip the piano man. Would you please play Linus and Lucy? I messed up Irving and Iris' name in my letter. I will try to pay the gay away. Good for you. All right, everyone. This is a longer one. Oh, nice. I know this guy. Green's Big Bear, half Australian, half Mexican, half Filipino Jew with an Indian accent, but doesn't speak English voice. Oh, I don't have the energy for that today, my friend. Maybe I'll read this one tomorrow if I have to put some energy into it. I, uh, did I read the one I, someone sent me, someone sent me this, they made me this, be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruity and boil guy, and there's me with no beard, and someone also sent me a bunch of boxing gloves, did I read that letter, I think I already read the letter. No, I don't believe I read the letter. Oh, it might have been, that's the letter for that. I think that's what it was. Okay, I'll read that tomorrow because I don't want to uh, slack on it. All right, Lusky's giggling. Good for you, Lusky. All right, Kyanton, I think that's it for me today. I just wanted to make sure that I, uh, I, uh, I did my stream. I followed through. I didn't bitch out or be a pussy. <laughs> I just might need a little nap, guys. As I told the chat in the beginning, I had three families over last night until damn near midnight, which um, which uh, really spiraled me out of control, and I missed uh, my chores by an hour, and so now here I am. Uh, Kyneton, any final Super Chats? Oh, the prediction. Thank you. Man, I'm not completing shit today. <clears throat> um... That so right now gold is valued at like 1900 and that and the highest owner of gold is the Federal Reserve in the world. They have like all the gold and they have all this debt. And so he thinks the Great Reset is going to be they start a world blockchain currency backed by gold. Uh, and they're going to increase the price of gold to match it and drown out their debt. That's what he thinks. The way he described it made a lot of sense to me at the time and I'm having a hard time describing it. But um, they're, I don't see a way they're just going to make up a bullshit currency without trying to fix it. Like they're going to say, oh, we, we got into a lot of problems with inflation. So we're going to do another currency that's backed by debt. But this one's going to be global and with a public ledger. So everyone can see just how backed by gold it is. And, um, and so 
the price of gold will skyrocket, according to my friend, because they're going to need to increase the value of gold in order to pay off their debts. And then uh, who knows what happens then. But I just thought that was very interesting. Fix anything, Bear. Hey, BB, could you ask the chat if they've seen any strange shooting stars this year that were different than normal? I saw two this year that looked like someone dropped a 4th of July kid's sparkler from 3,000 feet and fell to around 500 feet before fizzling out. Bright silver, like nothing I've ever seen in 58 years. Starlink fail? I don't know. I see with with uh, my night vision goggles, I see, uh, I see crazy shit in the sky. Axes of Awesome stole that bit from a comedian who did it far better years and years before them. It's called the Pokeball rant. No, you're not understanding it. None of it's stolen. Every I, I've done the Pokeball thing where it's like. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. Every fucking savant who's ever played the piano knows that every fucking song in pop music is either Paco Bell or these other four chords. And so a lot of random assholes are like, oh no, that's a stolen bit. It's the definition of not a stolen bit. Unless they do exactly the same songs and the same punchlines, it's obviously every musician sees that. When you're ever covering songs, you realize that Every pop song out of Tavistock is the same four fucking chords. Uh, and it's the same with Paco Bell. Like, there's so many songs that are Paco Bell's canon in D. You know? And so, that's not stolen. Heard of Goldback Notes yesterday. Supposed to have gold. Denmark Bear, where do you see the, um, the financial system going? Because it is a slave system. One, out, one house for one ounce of gold. Yeah, that's... That's probably, that, that really could happen. That really could fucking happen. Gonna go on record and predict this gold-backed crypto will not occur. I wouldn't have thought so before, but they have to sell it on something. They can't say it's backed by servers or the promises of Sam Bankman-Fried. <clears throat> they have to make a claim that it's a solution because the way they do this shit is, uh, is uh, order out of chaos. They have to have a solution for the problem. If the problem is inflation, the solution would be gold. I don't think they have any intention of keeping it gold back, but I think that will be the, uh, it's the way you could get out of hyperinflation. Like if you're like, let's say you're uh, in all this debt and you have some commodities and the federal reserve, there's a reason they have all this gold. They have the biggest supply of gold in the world right now. Uh, the re because they, they, uh, they have to get, they have to have a way of getting out of all the debt. And I think that what it would be is, you know, the hyperinflation of the currency and then the, the value of gold goes up to match it. But I don't know. I mean, people have been saying this for decades and it, and it doesn't happen. I don't see how they do a one world currency option with bricks emerging unless there's a major war. Yeah. Or everyone's in on the scam on that level. You know, I really do think there's like a thousand total people doing all this. Uh, Hegelian dialectic will lie about it being something to do with gold. Well, I think they would do what the Fed did. The Fed originally backed it with gold, and then they slowly stopped. 
you know? At the end of World War II, America had won every everything. We had two-thirds of the world's gold, all the world's gold in America. And gold is the most stable currency in the history of the world. If you had 10K, would you put it all in gold? No, I'm not saying to do any of that at all. This is not financial advice. I have a hard time seeing them backing anything with gold. Gold could go to $5. There could be hyper deflation. The reason I don't think it would be deflation, it will burn, but probably slow. How can it be slow though, Denmark Bear? Like when you're dealing with exponential growth, like think about how, if you just double a penny, think about how fast you get into massive amounts of money where it's like, who the fuck knows? I know, but see, when, you, when a winter is coming, you prepare. You think about stacking wood. You think about all this stuff. The obvious way out for the Fed is mass death to free up all the assets. I think that's what war and pandemics are about. Gold alone is too limited. Yeah. Yeah, there's some truth there. But if you're going to bring out a new currency, if you're going to do a reset of all the debt, how do you reset the debt? You can't just say um, all the debts are gone. Because that they don't have a narrative for that. So if you did hyperinflate the currency and then gold gets really, really, really expensive and silver, um, no, because it's not a good investment if you think of it that way. Like right now, silver is worth less than it was in 1980 because it, it does these booms and busts just like everything in our financial system. So don't, if you just have money, you know, to live on, don't be like, oh, Big Bear says I have to buy an ounce of gold and I'll be rich. That's not how gold works. But in a massive reset situation, I think owners of gold are in a good position. Unless it's deflationary, but the problem with deflationary is the federal government is in the most amount of debt of anyone with the Federal Reserve and they need all this money to function. They wouldn't have an FBI, a CIA, a, an IRS. Like there'd be just a guy like, in the treasury, like there would be no way to, to function as a government in hyper deflation. I don't know. Maybe that could be a, maybe that could be the goal. I don't know. I like these conversations though. They'll have to raise the interest rate to some 15 to 20% Then the house market tanks. Yeah, but it's always going to go up, you know, like, you know, that right now we're in a deflationary thing. But over time, it has to just keep going up. The, the, the inflation, because money, the interest on money, on every dollar has 6%. It's always the sixes. Um, a year, interest on it. Every year, every dollar, just interest, compound interest, compound interest. So more money has to be created to pay that off. Because you can't have interest on gold because you'd have to mine it. Money, you just keep creating. Thomas, here's my tip for the Bard King. Thank you for your streams. It's great to have a few backlog episodes to listen while delivering the mail. Ah, oh, my mailmen, the real people. Trap people with debt. Uh, Joe Gagan says, 80 plus percent of people will still believe. Yeah, but still believe what though? You have to, you have, to have a narrative. Like they couldn't just print the money. 40% of all money ever created was between 2020 and 2021 in the history of the Federal Reserve. Like we are kind of in that zoo, but see, then I call it deflation because it is deflationary. They have to pull it back. They have to squeeze. They have to burn some. They have to raise interest rates to get some ammo for the next move. 
And, um, and what happens then? Like, how do they, how do they reset this? I, I don't know. The house now costs the same amount of gold than 30 years ago. Yeah, the gold has stayed relatively stable. It does have booms and busts based on what they're doing with the financial system, but they release the citizen slaves or hyper enslave them with the new currency. But everyone has free will. They can't do shit unless you agree to it. And although they are the slave master, megalomaniac, Mount Olympus, you know, demigods of the world, they're also functioning on only perception. It's all about wizardry. It's only perception. That there is a law that no one could compete with the dollar. Like that's, that's completely made up. That's not in nature at all. And so they need you to want it. They needed you to be afraid to hug your grandmother. They needed you to be okay shutting down all these small businesses because you're saving your fucking grandmother. The narrative is everything. The script is everything to the banking system. You can't just say, oh, well, then they'll just bring in a new currency and everyone will be fucked. You have to make people want it. You know, I, I tracked how they were going to sell the vaccine in America. The first way they tried to did it do it was to make, because I, I knew they were going to attempt this on America because America is all about, we're all billionaires who just haven't made it yet. The American dream is like, I, you know, I'm, what's the difference between me and a billionaire? There's no difference. We're both free men on this land. So they made it seem like only the rich were getting vaccines. And they tried to get genuine resentment amongst the working class being like, just because he's rich, fuck that. I want my vaccine. Um... The honky family is grateful for the card. Oh, anytime. They were released to sit. So let's just talk about this for a minute because I find this interesting and I have a chat full of really uh, smart people. Uh, burn over five to seven years, then usher in a new currency. Well, yeah, but how do you usher in the new currency? It has to be a solution to a problem. This is a really important thing to understand about how the script works is they don't just force you to do it. It has to be like, if you don't take this shot, we can't open the economy and grandma will die. They can't just be like, take the shot, slave. No, people wouldn't do that. There's an, in, especially in America, there's an incredible amount of resistance to being told what to do. The current system will plot along with no repercussions. There is no accountability, but the oligarchy must keep the slaves from revolting. It can't keep plotting along though. I mean, maybe, I don't know. What do I know? But it's like, look at how much of the federal government's budget is interest on money. Like you can't, well, so you hyperinflate everything and spread it out. Because that's the thing is if they want to just keep hyperinflating, like let's say uh, we're in a thousand trillion in debt and the average house is, you know, a two bedroom house is $20 million. That's, that's theoretically possible to just keep inflating and keep raising the prices of everything to match it. But how do you do that? Like, how do you get the money to the people without a narrative? You don't just send it in their mail and say, hey, everything's about to get more expensive. Here's five grand. But Owen, your claim assumes someone's held accountable. No, it, it doesn't at all. The same people will control the new currency, but they need a narrative to bring it in. Like, you can't just say, like when they were hyper, uh, you know, hyper inflating in 2020 with the special purpose vehicles to avoid 
um, deflation, they couldn't just be like, hey, Steven Crowder, here's 75 grand. They had to have a narrative. They had to be like, here's, a PP, here's the CARE Act, here's the PPP Act or loan to keep your business going in a time of great disease. They need that. Guys, I promise they need that. Now, there's not going to be any, any justice or prosecution, none of that stuff. I'm just saying, how do they bring in the new currency? How do they do a reset? Driving on the German Autobahn, I realized that no more goods can be shipped. Packed with trucks, the demand of an ever-growing population cannot be met. What does that mean, Denmark? Where people will be in debt and will take the ticket. I, guys, uh, do I have to say it again? I mean, you guys might know more about the Autobahn or certain things than me. But when it comes to human behavior, you know I, I'm, I know what I'm talking about. You can't just say you have to. There has to be a story, a dream, a fiction, a selling. You can't just say only the Jews are the victims. You have to give them Schindler's List. You have to give them Eli Wiesel's Night. You have to give them stories. You can't just say... Oh, you're a poor piece of shit. You know, fucking take the ticket. Historically, that's when everyone gets their heads chopped off. Um, it has to be a solution to a problem. 9-11, let's go to Iraq. You can't just say, hey, you're all a bunch of poor slaves. Let's go to war in Iraq. Um, so, Denmark Bear, explain what you mean more about the fucking Autobahn. So, you didn't see any trucks... Or you saw a lot of trucks. Like, give me some actual information here. We're going to Mars, right? Yeah, but it's like, okay, that currency failed. So moving forward, the solution is going to be this. I don't see it possible to say the solution is just going to be a digital blockchain. They have to say uh, it's backed by something, right? The narrative of Earth dying, you now exchange based on carbon credits. Yeah, not, not really working that well on the day-to-day. -day. And uh, I'm talking about the currency. Yeah, like that's a perfect example. To get people to uh, have their carbon taxed, you have to convince them the earth is dying from global warming. Like you need a story. You can't just say, oh, okay, we just changed everything. Okay, like trying to normalize pedophilia in California, you have to say trans people are being killed. You know, they're people too. Backed by data? No, but that doesn't sell it in people's minds. NFTs failed. Bitcoin failed. It's all failures. The only reason people got into any crypto was to make money in dollars. No one wanted to use it as a new currency. Denmark is saying that the auto bond is maxed out. Apparently, I don't see the issue there. No population explosion in Germany happening. That doesn't, that doesn't sell it, Pol Pot. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying there's a lot of traffic on the auto bond? Shut up, Denmark Bear. Stop complaining about traffic. Denmark Bear does want to see everyone die but us. They might create a hero who reveals the lies and offers. This. But people are too cynical and the internet is too explosive now. I don't see how they're going to create a hero. There's, a, I don't know. What do I know? I got to get out of here, though. Kyanton, is there any final super chats? Because I got to, uh, I'm kind of babbling here. What I really think we need to do is chant no justice, no peace, do away with all who... Lease. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Data as currency is played out, FaceTime and major decline. Yeah, the one thing that's never been played out is gold and silver. Thousands and thousands of years of this shit. And the, the big boys all have it. 
So what are they going to do with it? What are they going to do with the gold? They don't just sit there and stare at it. It's like, what's their plan with the gold? Like, why is China, Russia, and the Fed buying more and more gold? What's their fucking plan? Is it to attempt to back a one-world blockchain currency with gold so to get the people to think it's safe, to get all the libertarians and the ANCAPs and all that to be like, oh, yeah, it's safe. And then they just slowly turn it into a slave system again. Anyway, that's it for me today. If you'd like to uh, subscribe to all my streams going back thousands of years, it's unauthorized.tv. If you'd like to support the stream, which I highly recommend, because if you don't, you're gay, and you'll be rollerblading by the week's end and catching AIDS right in your ass. P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Never forget I am not an economist. I'm not giving any financial advice. Don't sell something and buy gold because you think you're going to get rich. I'm just looking at the macro. Like I, I find this stuff very interesting. <laughs> okay, and also uh, entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. The price of food, gas, utility skyrockets to unaffordable rates so they could introduce a new currency to pay for it allegedly. Right, but what's the story to introduce the new currency? I'm not, I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm very happy with everyone right now. Like, I'm not, I don't need you to change to make me happy. What, I'll just say it in a different way. What, so what do you think the story is going to be to bring in the new currency? Hang on. No, I'll say it in a different way. So how are they going to sell the new currency? Oh, no, but they'll need it. No, no, no. You have to have a story to sell it. You know, you have to have a story, guys. We're all, we all... The human mind runs on stories, narratives, and words and spells. Doesn't take a lot to scare the lemmings, says Denmark Bear. Right, but what would, I don't know, Denmark Bear, what would the fucking story be? It can't just be everyone's poor, take your slop, pig. It doesn't work. What's going to be this story? How are they going to say that they have the solution? I'm curious because you guys are smart, creative people. So let's all just talk for five more minutes what will be the, the narrative to bring in a new system? Like, how is it a savior? How is it going to be the redeemer? That's why understanding the New Testament, even if you're an atheist, is not a bad idea. UBI? Yeah, yeah. What, what's the story, though? You know, what, should I just say it five more times? You're not getting it, Pol Pot. Exactly. Murder hornets. At least someone's now seeing what the hell I'm talking about. Too much identity theft. There you go. What's going to be the fucking story? Sorry, George, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm doing comedy, boys. I think the story can be extremely stupid and people accept it. Right, I, I get that. I, I, I get that the stories are increasingly retarded. But what do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be gold-backed. I think they're going to say we have to go back on the gold standard. Now gold is 20000 an ounce. You know? Maybe not, though. I have no idea. That's why I'm asking you guys. Just the really rich can get it. Bank hack. There you go, Wooski. The Russians are hacking the banks. That could be it. Bread will be a day's wage. No one will be able to pay their mortgage. It will be global debt forgiveness reset. Yes. I mean, that's not the story, but no one cares. How about mass death, says Denmark Bear? But what's going to cause it? Climate change? Are they going to try and... They're, they're, they're fresh out of bullets for pandemics. Too many people know they're full of shit. I don't know. Are you guys enjoying this? Or am I being very savanti right now? They sold the lockdowns on sloth, pick a demon. Now that's what I'm talking. Okay, so what demon are they going to base the storyline around? What do you think? 
Okay, Connington says, just look at the list of things they've been pumping that haven't been used up like a bingo card. Connington's getting it. Pandemic used, terror attack used, nukes are unused, zombies and rapture. Yeah, and uh, and uh, aliens. Me and my, okay, last, last theory. Uh, last theory. Me and my buddies were like talking about what the fuck is CERN, right? Because they, every single country in the world gives money to CERN. It's the largest machine ever built. And it costs so much fucking money to like, as people like as poor Lusky's postmen are all striking, they're spending money on a Hydron Collider to send atoms uh, to hit each other underneath like France. You ever think about that? Yeah, exactly, Joe. We're like, what could that fucking thing be? Could it be a machine to do a one giant projection on the firmament? You know, like, so there, there's like a, so the Hydron Collider is this massive, ma- it employs thousands of people. It's the biggest machine in the world. Clearly what they say it does isn't what it does. So what the fuck is it? But CERN is never working right. What if CERN's purpose is it's going to be like a projector to do like CGI so powerful that the whole world can see it? The other theory was it's trying to shoot. I know the globe guys aren't going to be on board this, but they're trying to shoot uh, particles to break the firmament. What if it's more than the firmament? What if it's the hologram on top of everything? Yeah, fake rapture, fake aliens. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I went to something called, uh, what was that called? It was in uh, something Glen, in the Adirondack Mountains. And they did a laser show of dinosaurs on the rocks. And I remember as a kid being blown away that they could do that. It was just the dumbest little laser show. It was called something Glen. They've already planning some next event to a one or something. Doesn't matter, they won't be able to sell that. And I know, no, I know everyone's so fucking cynical now that they're like, Oh no, they can sell anything to the poor, stupid slave Goyam. No, pandemic is done. They sold it. Enough people have enough fucking doubt now. They tried to do monkeypox. It's done. Watkins Glen. Thank you, Joe. And so we saw Watkins. We went to Watkins Glen. Saw this uh, this uh, dinosaur laser show. What if they're gonna try and do that in the biggest stage in the world? It's all just a distraction to stop us from crushing. Well, yeah, you can say winter is a distraction to stop you from crushing, but discussing it and preparing is obviously smart, right? Yes, no. Think about all the people that have been helped because we've went through spells and how manipulation works before they happen. And then lo and behold, a bunch of bears don't get vaccinated and level up in life and get families. So yeah, you can say, you know, winter is just a distraction to keep me from Going skinny dipping in the lake. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can say that to yourself, but you're fucking retarded. Get, uh, Marvel had real time CGI with drones. Uh, another NASA right keeper of the mountain bear. See, part of me thinks, oh, it's a money washing thing. That's what I said to my friend last night. I said, oh, it's just a way to wash money, fifty eight million a day to do nothing, blah blah blah. But could it be something? And what would it be? Could it be? If you're going to bring in the one world currency and it's going to be tied to biometric data, I know you cynical fucks think that all you have to do is make the make the goyim squeal and be afraid. But 
No, there's always a relatively large population that won't do that. And those people can be extremely hostile the more draconian you get. That's why, if you've noticed, the, you guys good? The people that push back on tyranny usually get left alone, ironically. Like me, I'm totally left alone now. Have you noticed? Like, people don't attack me anymore because I don't cuck. I never cuck. They tried to get me to cuck. They fired my fucking mom, kicked me off everything, and I just kept screaming nigger. So now I'm like, I paid the cost to be the boss. I, every day I figure out what I want to do. I have a great life. No one fucks with me. It's the same with all of life. So there's, and there's a lot of people like me. So there's people that they, that won't break. So how do you get those people to go through the two pillars? Not only do they not attack you, they stop being passive aggressively putting quotes around comic and news places. Yeah. I'm now referred to again by the mainstream media as a comedian. Because if, if they can't break you, the next thing they do is try and buy you. I'm starting to get glimmers from the system that they want me back in. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm completely happy doing my thing. Uh, they don't want to give you more attention, but yay. Hmm. No, yay's going through the looking glass right now. And I, he's not cucking, dude. He's way too savanty, autistic, fucking Southside Chicago guy. You know, the, th the way to control Ye, if I was one of these system engineers, would be distraction. It wouldn't be um, force because he doesn't cuck. He's a fucking South Chicago black guy with a touch of autism. Like, he doesn't know how to cuck. I'm like that, too. I don't know. I wouldn't even know how to do it. Like to be like, you know, I've been educated and I now think that the Holocaust is really, really sad. Like I wouldn't even know how to say it without sounding like I'm joking, you know, but the way to control a, uh, you know, someone that's from a gang culture with mild autism would be just endless distraction. So, but fortunately, I think he can see through a lot of that shit because no one's having more fun than that guy. Actually, no one's having more fun than the bears. Maybe the people who were attacking you are gone. I've thought about that, but I think I just outlasted them. I showed I would never cuck, and all the lies about me became obviously stupid. Like, I saw a couple glimmers of gammas and trolls on trying to spin a narrative with the newest documentary. One guy literally said, oh, it's so sad to see the bears... And I'm not paying attention. I'm not feeding the trolls. I'm interested in this shit. I'm interested in how narrative works and how to control people's minds. And the trolls were always spinning false narratives about my life and how I'm, I'm manipulating people and I'm really a thief and all this stuff. And it's like impossible now to do that without looking absolutely insane. And they've gotten to the point, I've seen a couple of the same people over the years. They've gotten to the point where they're like, where they're trying to say that everyone in that documentary was an actor. And that, that it's like the ultimate parody and the bears are all being mocked. And I'm like, oh yeah, that isn't going to work anymore. And so that's why spinning me is, a, is all these names or all these accusations. It literally doesn't work. Having a Reddit BB hate club is the ultimate compliment. Yeah. And it's, it's like a fun game. Well, it's not fun. It's really sick. I would be very happy if Reddit just disappeared, but 
of like, can you get a narrative to work? Like they're trying to make Kanye sound crazy. And so the more he appears like he's enjoying his life and stable and healthy, the less that works. And so over time, they just stop. Like they just no longer 40,000 extra. Yeah, that must have been a very expensive stop. Well, they, they won't admit that they were wrong. It's like, okay, the one thing I know is I'm never wrong. The one thing I know, like there's this one lady that claimed that she donated uh, Ursa Rio through my merch site. And she sent me this letter that she wanted to refund because she thought it was going to be um, a like full service camping experience from the original thing that I was going to buy. It, I was like trying to figure out if she was full of shit or not. So I'm like going through my friend Ryan and that website and trying to add up if it all equaled $400 and all we could find is $40. And it was always seen as a donation. I mean, I know that I was running and gunning. And so there was a few weeks back then where I was lenient when people, if people thought they were getting involved in something they didn't understand. I'm like, okay. Within like a, a few days, she was just going nuts. Like being like, Mocking my wife, mocking my kids, saying I was a criminal, all this stuff. And I was like, fuck you. Those are always donations. I was going to be possibly nice and look into it. And she's still out there doing it. She's still out there on every video I make. I keep seeing her name. And she tries to sell this book about how, with the help of Christ, she beat drugs. And she lives in Australia, so she doesn't even, wouldn't have even ever been able to go to the Ursa Rio. Like, it made no sense. That lady's nuts. Yeah, and she stalks all the bears. She tries to sell her book. She's always a victim. She lies about the bears. She said the bears threaten her and all this. Classic victim consciousness. Guys, the bears are super chill people. The bears don't... We don't have a horde of trolls that go out and attack people. God says she's insane, purely evil, and she's been outed as a Christ grifter. Her book was made up. Um, Yeah, but I'm just letting you know from my side of the story. So it's like... She, uh, and so her noble task for the last two and a half, three years has been to get everyone to hate me and think I'm evil. And at first she could spin it. And I could see people that were like on the fence be like, oh yeah, I mean, he did say it was this property, but they didn't raise enough money. But now she just looks like a, a meth addict in a Greyhound bus station. You know, now it's like, yeah, that bitch is fucking nuts. So yeah, yeah. And she's still at it, but it doesn't work anymore. Like, it's like, it's not effective. And that happens in the macro as well. Like, when you analyze these crazy type people, and it's always about selling her book and her victim consciousness and all that, but then apply that to the New York Times, apply that to CNN, apply that to all these institutions, and you realize that eventually they do quit. They do say we can't, like they did with uh, Islam. They're trying to buy off Islam and feminize Islam now because bombing them didn't even work. They're like, Allah has brought us bombs. We will grow stronger. So now they're trying to feed uh, the Muslims, Andrew Tate and materialism and effeminate, you know, feminism and all this bullshit because they couldn't break Islam. So what's the next move? Then you're trying to buy it off. And that's happened to me as well. Like I can just tell, I can tell that they can't, they know they can't break me. They know they can't get my listeners to agree with them that I'm really the bad man. And so now they're slowly trying to get win my favor back. 
You helped me lose all the crazies. I shared your stuff and they all dropped off like flies. Nice. God said the whole thing was Owen won't deliver. Then they became the people trolling the zoning to delay it. They, because openly the thing holding it up is to destroy their own energy. Yeah, that's what uh, the trolls really fucked up with that. When Because they can't have a coherent enemy anymore. They're like, Owen is a liar. He'll never deliver. So what's our plan? Expose him? It's like, no, no, he's delivering. So we have to troll the zoning board and get them so freaked out that they violate the property with some non-existent zoning law that Owen's been fighting for seven months legally. You know? And it's like, so you know I was delivering or else you wouldn't have done that. It's like, oh, oh, it's just such bullshit. It's just such bullshit. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, that's her name. I won't say her name though, because she spirals every time I say her name. But yeah, it's because she's still in every video I did. Like when I did Uneducated Economist or anything, she's always there like the king of the liar. Oh, he is true. You know, he is, he's the devil. He, where's my, four, oh, uh, one of the, the narratives they did is, whose name is on the property's deed? Uh, mine. So, 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 what would you like us to do? Put 2,000 names on a deed? If you spend $400, you now own 100 acres in Missouri? Do you see any problem with that narrative? No, but you, no, but so, so your name, it's like, yes, it's a, it's a burden and a responsibility for me. If you had my power, you would steal. That's why you assume that's what I'm doing. I hate the, I hate the phrase, walk the walk until you, man, you have not stumbled. Thanks, Lusky. Um, literally within a minute, she will comment or, or of something being posted. Yeah, it's like it, it, the obsession. Like the, because if here's the thing. If she's wrong, she's crazy. And so she can never be wrong. And the only possible way she could ever sell any books, it's like an entire ecosystem. Want, want to hear the ecosystem that exists around me? Like you have the shark that eats the fish and then you have the little pilot fish that eat the, the scraps of the shark, right? So I sometimes offend people based on my topics. Like I did Paul Week or I made fun of the moon or... Um, I say the word nigger or faggot or something that like makes people go, oh, oh, Jesus. And so there's a window where people are kind of vulnerable. We're like, what did I get myself into with Owen Benjamin? He doesn't think we're on a, a spinning teacup ball ride. And so then in comes in the trolls. They're like, he's always been bad. He's always been bad. You're right. Everything. He, he, he tricked you. He's really evil. He's been trying to just take your money, even though he puts all his videos out for free every fucking day. And then these trolls might get the newbie for like a week because they're like, yeah, you know what he said about Paul, you know what he said about the Trinity, what he said about whatever. They're like, it made me feel bad. And so because of that, he must be bad. I'll buy this bitch's book. And then within a week, they're gone because they're like, you guys are all fucking crazy. That's why the, the troll army around, uh, against me hasn't grown because they can't recruit. People will come. They're like, he kicked me off just for saying rollerblading was good. I happen to have a degree in rollerblading. I have a PhD from MIT in the art of rollerblading. 
and he mocks it, even has, he called me a faggot and told me I owed him money. Okay, so, so, or it's like he banned me from his chat just for saying LOL in caps too many times. I trusted him. I sent him $20 in the mail when he made me laugh and he helped me get off heroin. But because, but because he banned me from a volunteer chat, because of, you know, and then they're like, so then the, the trolls will come in like the parasites and they're like, they're like, he's, oh, you have no idea. You have no idea the truth about Owen Benjamin. Check out this folder. Check out this dossier. And the thing is, the folder has to keep being updated because either the things come true or it becomes obviously funny. Like the Jew folder that um, Joe Rogan sends people. He literally does this. Joe Rogan will send people videos of me. Like if any big comedians... Uh, say anything nice about me or have me on their show. Joe Rogan will literally send them emails and say, look at him singing that nigger stole my bike. Look at what he says about Jews. Look at what he says about that. Okay. Four years ago, it worked like a charm. Now people are like, oh man, this is great. So now you have to, so now the new files to try and get people against me is, look what he said about poor, sweet, innocent Paul, the redeemer. Paul has redeemed us all. And he said he was a four foot six... Let me read the description of Paul according to Christians. This is what he physically looks like, okay? So this is the newest thing. And by the way, in a few years, it'll be hilarious. Like, I will just continuously win when it comes to this because when I'm wrong, I'll tell you. I'm not wrong. Okay, so Paul, what did Paul look like according to Christianity today? Oh, you're no looker, big bear. Okay, I'll tell you what I wasn't. He was a bald-headed, bow-legged, short man with a big nose and a unibrow eyebrow that lay across his forehead like a caterpillar. Okay, it's from the early physical description of Paul in an early Christian document, the Acts of Paul. And bear in mind, so all you fucking assholes out there, they're like, oh, but, but how dare you? I'm like, so if I scan your social media, you at no point ever make fun of Jews with big noses and hunchback unibrows and stuff? So you've never done the grabber meme? So you've never done that? Oh, yeah. I mean, of course I make fun of the Jew nose. Okay, well, Paul was way uglier. So you're not above making fun of people's um, facial features. You just don't want it when it's your guy. Okay? And so um, trolling op operations years ago was a pain. Over time, it becomes recruitment. Yeah, exactly. And promotion. Yeah, it, it works for us. Like back in the day, the troll farms, it did used to suck. It would sow dissent. Now what are they going to say? Oh, Owen's trying to start a cult in the woods that's self-sufficient. And they produce their own food and everyone has a family. Everyone's like, uh, can I can I be a part of that? And they're like, no, no, but it, he's he, he charges $400. They're like, that's it? I'd give him 50 grand to just to hear him say Jew. You understand you lost and it's only going to keep getting more and more obvious. Owen Benjamin said we didn't go to the moon. If you notice the crowders of the world don't hammer that anymore. You got to be fucking retarded to think someone played golf on the moon 60 years ago, deleted the evidence, deleted the ability to go back. And now, you know, we don't have the technology anymore. Like you literally have to be retarded. Okay, and so it's one thing about flat earth. I get flat earth still works against me. People say, oh, Owen thinks the earth is flat. And then, 
you know, Gonzalo Lira and even Paul from Fox of the Future, they have boners against flat earthers. Like they, they, uh, they think we're just the craziest, dumbest motherfuckers on the planet, right? Planet. <laughs> but I don't care because I know they're, I know that that is a ridiculous, that's an emotional claim. It's about emotions. And I get what Paul's coming from more than Gonzalo because Paul's like, don't fucking talk about it in my comment section. That's all. That's it. Paul's way more reasonable. I think flat earth only works in the public square against you in private. People are flat curious. Yeah, yeah, totally. Dude, and it also works against them because so many people are secretly flat earthers. I'd give them 50 grand just to watch them say, I was, I'll close on this. I had the funniest convo with my buddy last night. He's a lawyer. About how uh, I figured out how to be a parasite on the parasite. Like I should theoretically, I should theoretically be supportive of the ADL. They're like my watchdogs. Every time another comedian tries to step in my area, that's one reason why I'm so supportive of Ye, because he's black. If any whites want to make fun of Jews or say nigger or any of that stuff, I want, I'm like, ADL, ADL, we have one. Because I figured out how to suck blood from a flea. Like, it's my niche. Like, the ADL does my bidding now. I, like, that's the funniest part. It's like, I, I love making fun of Jews and blacks. I call them niggers and faggots and all this stuff, right? And it's a niche that, that most men do not have the balls to do. It's like, if you, it's like a, a certain tribe could farm at 9,000 feet in Peru, so they won. No one else would do it. They're like, no, fuck that. And they're like, we will win. And so, you know, it, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, <clears throat> like, uh, now I'm starting to see the normalization of Jew jokes and I'm not into it. It's like, um, like when they legalize weed, the price of weed just plummeted. Imagine if you had a good grow operation and you're selling an eighth of weed for like $60 and that goes to five, you know, no, you, you're donating to the FBI. You're like, fucking keep this illegal because my jokes are extremely valuable right now because I have the ADL you know, beating the fuck out of any other stupid comedian nigger that wants a piece of my territory. I paid the cost to be the boss. (laughs) It's so funny. It's like the more oppression the ADL and these dirty Jews do on other people, the better it is for me because my product's unique. Jew jokes in the new week. Oh yeah. We'd went from 60 to 25 and eighth. Right. And that's that. I mean, imagine what, what happens to Jew jokes. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happens one week. Someone's so appreciative. They send me a hundred dollars, man. That joke really fucking made me laugh. Only you, big bear, only you. And then it goes down to 20. Oh man, that joke is really funny, but I just saw these other three white guys do it too. Oh, oh, hang on a second. Was there some hatred out there? ADL, ADL, there's hatred out there. That's why me and Ye are actually have like a pretty cool partnership with this because he's bringing in the blacks. I'm bringing in some whites. And um, but man, if the ADL fucks up and does not keep this hate down, it's going to normalize it. And then I'm not going to be as profitable. Yeah, I smuggle Jew jokes across the border to YouTube. Like I'm like a fucking coyote. Like I'm bringing Jew jokes into YouTube like a fucking drug smuggler. Uh, you'd think that after seeing 
uh, seeing on, because all these fucking uh, weed guys that really push to legalize weed, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? They're still gonna figure out how to put you in jail for something if they don't if they don't want you around, you know. But it's gonna make it cheap and it's gonna make it gay. If you want to do something big, make it mediocre. Chester, uh, Jew joke mule. Yeah, I'm always. Uh, come on, Green Black, get your shit together. It's true, because if everyone's doing what I'm doing, don't get me wrong, I would still escalate. No, no matter what the scenario is, I will overcome and adapt. I have non-GMO Jew jokes. Yeah, if you're like a connoisseur of Jew jokes, you know mine are the best because I, the rest are like, I mean, I hear such low-grade, stank-ass fucking Jew jokes out there being slung. You know, people are like, oh, look, an oven dodger. I'm like, ugh, there weren't ovens. Uh, BB's introducing Jew jokes to the black community through yay like they did with crack in the 80s. No, they've been on it for a while. I just, I'm, I'm very comfortable with blacks getting on board because we don't, our markets aren't really crossing. You know, Kyrie, yay, those guys can talk about the Jays and, and you know, that's a, that's a whole, you know, it's a win-win for both of us. The minute I start seeing like Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan and all these people talking about Jews, Jonathan Greenblatt, please. I'm sorry, I just saw some hate. They are, they might, like, the ADL doesn't even realize how much they work for me. They're pretty much kneecapping my competition all the time. And now all I have to do is just say Jew and everyone's spot. Oh my God, Big Bear, no one does it like you. Or I'm like, nigger. And they're like, oh Jesus. Imagine if that became normal. Yeah. What is the next jarring statement? Uh, well now I, my value I want to be moving forward is, uh, community building, homesteading, all that stuff. But, uh, comedically, it's just, I, I'll never be topped. Don't get me wrong. I'm not worried about it. Uh, but the ADL is obviously doing some good for me personally, not for the world. They're a literally a terrorist organization, but, um, but the ADL is making sure because I've made it through, I have my own websites. I, you know. I'm out of their jurisdiction. So any of the fucking little guys trying to get up the mountain to get to my precious farmland, they're going to be kneecapped by the ADL. And I'll fucking, I'll tattle on all of them. I'll be like, hey, ADL, Tim Poole just did a Jew joke. I'm pretty sure that half a fucking freak hate is full of hate. Uh, Nick Fuentes is on InfoWars today with Alex Jones. I wonder if you will come up, came up. I highly doubt it. Uh, yeah. I like Fuentes as a fucking comedian. I think he's funny as shit, but, uh, you know, I'm still going to make fun of him. It is what it is. But he's got, he's got that Savanti autism shit. Um, but him saying, him saying that hooking up with girls is gay was really funny. All right. The ADL is your personal FBI. Yeah, it is. Especially the fag comics that jumped on the anti-BB train. Fuck those guys. Well, they'll never catch up at this point. Like, they'll just tap their toe. They're little... Like, what we just saw, that disgusting clip that Coddington sent to me, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get that. And people are going to go, oh my God, so woke. It's like, dude, it's just sad. It's not even funny. This is gold. This is one of those days when everyone on the job site wonders what the fuck I'm cracking up about. Nice. 
Yeah, I know I'm a little delirious today, but it's been it's been funny enough to keep the plane floating. You know, because a lot of people in my house last night listen to the streams. And uh, and I it's good to have that feedback from like people I respect. They're like, dude, I don't even listen if it's under two hours. I feel like you don't get in your flow. Savante <laughs> uh, sounds like a bean. Everyone relax. Uh, Grace Comics own Benjamin Stuart Lee. I don't know who Stuart Lee is. He's British. Hello, my name is Stuart Lee. Or want pee pee and me knickers. All right. Kyneton, any final super chats? Yeah, three hours or it's trash. It's true, man. People are like, if it's like an hour, I don't think you're really flowing. I'm like, okay. And, uh, and I think a lot of people like the random gold that comes out when I just start flowing. So that's why I do it. Because people do like it. Because I, I thought about it. I'm like, is it, uh, is it a little arrogant? Like, just like rambling? Should I do streams that are more hyper-focused? And sometimes I do those. But this whole ADL being my watchdog bit is fucking gold. So is uh, the Nutcracker without any music is pure insanity. Um. Was the Hollow to Moore and Mao's Greatly Forward a spell also? Well, it's all how you interpret it. If it's victim consciousness or fear, it's a spell. If not, it's not. You know, in Ukraine, a bunch of fucking retards got into too much debt to Jews and they starved to death. Uh, the chat gave BB a boost of energy to push on through. Yeah, someone might see the silver in his stocking. I don't know, it sounds emotional, chug. Uh, spinning earth makes landing planes difficult. Yeah, it does. I'm just waiting on Kyneton. Rambling BB is some of the best. Oh, I'm caught up. Yeah, no one cares about me. All right, I'm out of here, you fucking cheap fucks. Everyone, no one cares. Tim Pool. Yeah, go watch Tim Pool. The minute those guys step into the Jew joke territory, they're going to be years behind. And I'm just going to keep fucking calling the ADL. You know, I'm going to have the ADL on fucking speed dial. I'm going to be like, ADL. ADL, there's hatred out there. I'm circling the tower. All right, guys. Unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Entropystream.live slash app slash Sean Benjamin Comedy. Bertaria, buildingbertaria.com for the new third installment of the documentary. Thanks to everyone who donated and was a part of it. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruiting, ball guy.